Lowering your temperatures and eliminating blue smoke has never been easier. Over the last 15 years, EvoTherm Warm Mix Additive has become the easy button during paving season. As the developer of the first warm mix technology in the U.S., we know a thing or two about dropping temperatures and keeping them there. This simple-to-use formula has a track record of enabling higher-performing asphalt paving, and its multifunctional nature optimizes mix designs and saves money. To learn how EvoTherm can save you time and money, visit www.evotherm.com. This is Pave It Black. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pavement Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And today we're here to talk about Warm Mix. It was less than two decades ago when Warm Mix was introduced to the United States market. And for a product that's really less than 20 years old, it now makes up about 45.7% of all total estimated asphalt mixture tons in the 2020 market. About 50% of those mixtures were actually produced at a reduced temperature of at least 10 degrees Fahrenheit. But why are people using warm mix and really what is it? That's what we want to talk a little bit about today. I agree. While we've reached nearly half the market using WMA technology and asphalt mixtures, only about a quarter of the market's reporting using reduced production temperatures. So today I'm really interested to hear from a warm mix supplier on how we can continue to grow the utilization of warm mix and also how we can use the benefits of these products to their fullest potential. So today, to help us with this conversation, we've invited Ashley Batson and Dean Fraley from Ingevity. Welcome to the podcast. And can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do for Ingevity? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. Really excited to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. As you said, I'm Ashley Batson. And currently the manager of government relations for road construction at Ingevity. And we're a chemical company headquartered in North Charleston, South Carolina. My focus with the company is on our pavement technology products, which includes EvaTherm, our, our Warmix asphalt additive. And we also manufacture emulsifiers that go into pavement preservation recycling applications. I've been with Ingevity about a year now. Prior to that, I served as the executive director for the South Carolina Asphalt Pavement Association. So I've been very involved with NAPA and the State Asphalt Pavement Associations over the years in that role. And I'm excited to be here with Ingevity today. And my colleague is Dean. Thank you, Ashley. So I'm Dean Fraley. I currently manage our EvoTherm and our liquid anti-strip business. Been with Ingevity now for, oh, about 13 years. Came on board uh, originally, totally different role, kind of doing mergers and acquisitions and procurement, but quickly coalesced to the EvoTherm industry. I had some uh, prior liquid anti-strip sales experience with Morton International back some 20 odd years ago. So what comes around goes around. Found myself right back into the asphalt world and it's been a good ride ever since. Well, thanks for being here. I was kind of hoping maybe you could start out telling us a little history about how your company got into warm mix additives and then maybe move into a little bit of how that business has changed over time to where we are today. So Ingevity is a spinoff from the former Midwest Vaco Specialty Chemicals Company, and it has its origins back in 1846. The Mead Company started out as a, as a paper company, and 
They harvested the pine trees to produce paper. And then subsequently, the chemicals division was created and they took all the byproducts from the trees and made chemicals that go into a lot of different applications, such as activated carbon, lubricants, and of course, chemical additives. And I would say that our pavement technology division really started out making emulsifiers that go into into pavements. We've been around a long time, but our warm mix additives kicked off, I would probably say somewhere in the 90s. And really it was surrounding when the Kyoto Accord was signed and when the IARC monograph was taking place, as you all are really familiar with, we started looking at ways to help reduce the industry's fumes impact, especially in light of IARC. Dean, I think you were going to talk a little bit about some of our first trials. Yeah. So back in 2003, we actually ran our first trial in South Africa of all places. The reason why we chose South Africa was we had a, a contractor customer there that we had a relationship that had a hot mix plant that didn't have a bag house. Because one of the biggest misconceptions today about EvoTherm or any kind of warm mix technology is if I run my temperatures too low, I'm going to plug up, I'm going to mud up my bag house. So we had that same concern back in 2003, ran the trial successfully. Of course, there wasn't a bag house, but we got all the other data that we really needed to give us uh, really the know how and the knowledge to springboard the product back over to the U.S. and then around the world. So fast forward to 2022, almost 20 years experience running the EvoTherm Technologies, we've yet to have a single failure because of we've because of a bag house issue. And Dean, I thought it was interesting. You know, one of our first chemistries were EvoTherm uh, ET and DAT. And, and at that time, in those early 2000s, we were producing mix at almost 100 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, below a hot mix control. So those initial chemistries could go really low. And I think as the industry is moving toward this road forward to net zero, there's an opportunity to really revamp that chemistry and really get folks dropping those temperatures even further. I agree. So being a supplier, one of the things that you have to do is work with different types of customers. And some of them are going to be asphalt mix producers that are injecting this and into their plants or in line. There are going to be asphalt terminals and suppliers who are are supplying the binder to mix in your additive there. And you can really have to work with agencies to be on approved product lists. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about some of those different experiences working with different customers and how as a company, you stay agile to think about all these different needs as you're trying to help the industry move forward into better embracing Warmix and using it for what it could be? Great question, Richard. Thank you. So when I first came into the group, my actual title was to head up the distribution channel strategy for EvoTherm. And the thought was back then was, well, if we're going to play in this market, we have to deal with the way our customers like to buy the product. And that's usually in bulk. So if we're going to sell product in bulk, we really have to focus on the refineries and the terminals. And that was a big shift early on. It was to support those guys. And what we needed then uh, and what we still have today was a, a full binder lab so we could bring in asphalt from different suppliers from around the country, from around the world, and evaluate how our technology impacts their binder, just determining that it doesn't impact the binder. The 3G product is a water-free version. And actually, it was the third iteration of the EvoTherm process, as Ashley was saying, but it's by far our most popular product now. But we do see now that we've kind of 
streamlined and standardized on the water-free version, we do see opportunities as time evolves on lowering production temperatures to kind of go back to some of those other products like the DAT and the ET product to get the temperatures truly down. But to get back to your question, our focus has been on supplying our terminal customers. And now our focus is uh, supplying both our terminal customers and our contractors customers. And the way we do that in terms of support is we have a full binder testing lab here in Charleston. We have a full service binder testing lab in Lille, France. We have one in India. And we also do the same for contractors. So we have a full service testing laboratory to test things like AMPT and Hamburgs and, and APA all across the world. Charleston, we have a lab in Tulsa, and then we also have those same capabilities in Lille and in India. So our commitment to the industry is to support contractors and refineries in a way that makes sense for them. And now in 2022, we can supply that. We can support those contractors. We can support those refineries with our R&D personnel that we have here in Charleston. But even more important, we can support the jobs that happen out in the field with our field service engineers. We have a full team dedicated globally to service EvoTherm jobs across the globe. And anytime we can engage with the customer to identify a problem, we like to bring those problems back in-house and kind of engage with our contractors and work with them on how best to answer their needs. So with our annual survey on recycled materials and warm mix, we've definitely documented that warm mix asphalt has grown in utilization. So I'm kind of curious if you could share why your customers are choosing to employ the technology, if those reasons have changed over time, and then if you foresee some of those reasons also changing into the future. Yeah, thanks, Brett. Actually, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll take that. So originally when the IARC study came out, there's a strong push to really focus on the environmental aspects of warm mix, the lower temperatures, the lower fumes. And then the IRR study came out and it wasn't as bad as what it was anticipated to be, but we had already launched a warm mix technology because we felt like that was the right thing to do. And so what happened was we really doubled down on the value propositions of a product like EvoTherm, a warm mix technology that a contractor can use to effectively reduce their paving temperatures, replace their anise drip for extended hauls, extended paving seasons, easier compaction, maybe removing a roller from a job or a better compaction, maybe reducing penalties or even achieving density bonuses. So there's a lot of inherent value with the EvoTherm technology, and that's really been our focus. And so what's happened recently is the reactivation of the uh, Paris Accord and agencies and contractors starting to really look differently at what temperature reductions mean. So to help agencies better understand why temperatures matter, we've put together a data set that we call the four pillars. And basically the four pillars focuses on binder resiliency and mixed performance. Through our testing with test parameters such as the Delta TC and the Glover Row parameter, we were able to determine that by reducing the temperatures from, say, 325 down to 250 degrees, we were able to get a noticeable increase in binder life extension. And that percentage from what we calculated was about 28%. To add to that, we then take that same performance data from the binder and add it to the mix. And here in the mix piece of it, we use the balanced mix design approach to help kind of balance that cracking and that rutting, the cracking on the low end of the PG grade, the rutting on the high end, 
What we found there was EvoTherm was is a fantastic fit for the balanced mix design. The high end, the adhesion promotion piece of EvoTherm really helps with the Hamburg wheel testing track data. And then the ability to actually make that same mix at a low temperature greatly impacts the ideal CT, which is the cracking piece of the test, which is really kind of driving a lot of the discussion in, around the balanced mix design on how much wrap is, can be used and still pass the test. So what we found based on our data was a 29% improvement in the ideal CT when you can drop your temperatures from say 325 down to 250 degrees, which is significant in terms of maintaining your current wrap level. But also if you're not currently adding a lot of wrap, you could potentially put some more in there and still pass that piece of the design. Finally, we kind of bring it all together with pavement modeling to help the agencies to get a better feel for how the balanced mix design, especially used at warm mix temperature, is going to impact their pavement programs. And what we found using the uh, Flex Pave and the Tex ME was about a 25% decrease in cracking when you made the roads cooler, and cooler meaning the, the, around that same 250 degree Fahrenheit mark. So, with all that, if you can group all that together and actually get third party validation in the field, then you've truly proven that the data that you're seeing in the lab is actually playing out in the field. So with the NCHRP 843, which is a 15 projects over 11 states and an average age of six years at a temperature reduction of 40 degrees and anywhere between zero and 30% wrap, we were actually seeing on average about a 25% decrease in both longitudinal and traverse cracking. So third-party validation by NCHRP kind of proven not all warm mixes, but particularly EvoTherm at those lower temperatures truly impacts the performance of the road. I'm going to turn it over to Ashley and see if she has any comments. I think a big focus of ours right now is within the context of the road to zero and road forward, really. How do we gather data to show the industry what those emissions impacts and reductions can be. And we're doing a lot of trials right now. We're looking at all the different stack emissions, fugitive emissions at loadout, at paver, and at various other points of the plant. And we're really comparing a hot mix control versus a, a true warm mix temp of either 275 or even as low as 250, and really going to be able to show the industry the reductions they can make and save in terms of their emissions. And so that's a, a big focus of ours right now. We've also recently launched our EPD for M1, and we're working on our EPDs for our other chemistries as well that are all going to be able to go into Napa, Napa's Emerald Eco Label tool. And so we're excited to be helping the industry move forward in this new era of being more environmentally green and sustainable. Keep listening. There's more to come right after this break. We know you have a lot to worry about. Between work, family, and other obligations, life can get pretty hectic. Let us cover the asphalt. Over the last 15 years, EvoTherm Warm Mix Additive has become the easy button during paving season, giving customers like you more time for what's really important. The first warm mix technology developed in the U.S. is simple to use, has a track record of enabling higher-performing asphalt paving, optimizes mix designs, and saves you money. And with our dedicated team of technical experts, it's never been easier to drop temperatures and stay there. Let us give you one less thing to worry about so that you can spend time with your family 
at the big game, or enjoying the great outdoors. To learn more about how Evotherm can save you time and money, visit www.evotherm.com. You talked a lot about Warmix's ability to reduce emissions, decrease fuel consumption, increase pavement life. And you do have some companies out there that are going all in on Warmix. And even this, like the state of New York is taking the hot mix standard out of their spec books and is moving to all warm mix. But we still look at the stats and see that still only about a quarter of the market is using even a 10 degree Fahrenheit reduction, which is, let's be honest, it's not a ton in terms of effort or really impact in terms of temperature reduction. So why aren't more people doing it? Or why aren't more states and contractors embracing some of these opportunities that are out there to potentially produce a better product at a lower carbon footprint? First of all, I want to give a lot of props to those folks that are doing it. There are a number of innovative contractors out there who are seeing the benefits of what we call true warm mix, which is 275 Fahrenheit or less. The economic savings, they're seeing the performance benefits, and they're seeing the ability to improve their environment and improve their neighborhoods. And they're taking that proactive approach. So we're seeing a number of folks do that. And we're hoping to encourage the rest of the industry to do it by working together on incentivizing the industry to drive their temperatures down. Some of the common misconceptions I think that we hear are out there is that I can't increase my wrap and run at lower mix temperatures. And so, Dean, why don't you talk a little bit about that for us? Yeah. So before I do that, I'll jump back on Richard's question. So every agency, every state now pretty much has a permissive spec in place. They won't allow you to run more mix, but they won't incentivize or pay for it. So I think that's been an industry that's been a major pushback by our contractor customers is it's like, I'd love to use more Evotherm, but I only get paid for anisotrope replacement and compaction. So I'm going to use just enough to get me those two things knowing that if I just put a little bit more, a two-tenths, a one-tenth, two-tenths of percent, I can get the temperature reductions that we advertise that longevity is proven that we can attain. So we'll answer that question down the road, but there's an opportunity, I think, for development of performance-based specifications that really encourage contractors to lower their temperatures at the hot mix plant. Paid for by the agency, if we can prove that the roads truly last longer then the agencies should put in funding mechanisms to help incentivize contractors to do just that. So that's one piece. In the meantime, our Napa community, our contractors aren't waiting for the agencies to come in and impose temperature reduction initiatives and then global greenhouse gas levels that they have to attain to stay within specification. We have contractors doing it proactively. One, one good example is KMI. So KMI's experience was they liked Evotherm. They liked the advantages. They, they particularly liked the French season advantages. So paving earlier in the spring and then paving later in the winter. And we engaged with them and learned their business because of those small opportunities. But now with the implementation of the uh, Kyoto Protocol, Kokosin has decided they're going to take it upon themselves to go ahead and proactively reduce their greenhouse gas footprint and they're going to do that by lowering temperatures at all of their hot mix plants by going 100% Evotherm starting this year. 
And I think they're going to run at what, like 275 is their target mixed production temperature. Yep. Yep. 275 at 30% wrap content. So they found that to be their sweet spot in terms of temperature, wrap content, and production rates. That was at 275 degrees Fahrenheit, which is a good point to be. There's room to move down. There's room to get better. But by and large, at a lot of these uh, hot mix plants, what you'll find is there's a smoke point that comes along with the temperature. And if you can get below 275, you really reduce, almost eliminate that visible smoke and the odor that comes along with it. Yeah, actually talking about those visible emissions, you know, we had another customer who three years or so ago, they've been in a, um, you know, very urban environment and really just wanted to be proactive and innovative and and being visible in their community. And so they started running 100% warm at that plant, again, targeting that 275 or, or lower temperature to maintain their invisibility within that neighborhood. And I think it's been very successful for them. And they saw a lot of benefit to that, being better neighbors and being invisible. So that was another great example. I think of an an innovative contractor is uh, Saltier Materials recently in Arizona got the opportunity to get one of those projects from the um, GSA with the environmentally preferable asphalt standard using their EPD and using our product M1 to be able to haul that material to that port of entry in Arizona. So that was a great opportunity there for them um, that they were able to see and realize out of our product and taking advantage of the technology to be able to get one of those GSA projects recently. So that was exciting to hear. And we're really excited for them that they had that success. Yeah, definitely. We see more of that coming as the agencies start to look around and figure out that they have to do something as well. New York is going to be one of those. They're focused on the smoke now, but the end goal is to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. By eliminating the smoke, they're going to help attain their goal of reducing their greenhouse gas footprint, for sure. But I would get back to that question about misconceptions Ashley brought up and the wrap thing. So we get that a lot. You know, how much wrap can I put in the mix and still get compaction and workability out in the field? And that's really the key. You can make the mix at the hot mix plant as low as you want to, but if you can't get compaction out in the field, it's a moot point. So I would say on average, our contractors easily can attain workability, compaction, and coating and get density out in the field at that at 30%, even 30 to 40% wrap levels. Once you get beyond that, you kind of need to do some different things with uh, maybe in introducing a recycling aid, which we do carry as well. Uh, the recycling aids really help with the compaction and the workability out in the field at those high, high wrap levels. But in terms of activating the wrap, there are test methods out there to do that. There's this AMPT, which is uh, part of the um, NCHRP 691, that particular report titled Mixed Design Practices for Warm Mixed Asphalt, basically uses the AMPT, which is a a device to measure the stiffness of a finished mix, and then comparing that to uh, the Hirsch model, which actually uses an extracted binder and calculating the master curve using the uh, dynamic modulus, and then comparing the two and see if you're actually getting effective blending of the wrap. We have successfully done projects, particularly in North Carolina, where we were able to convince the DOT, forget the exact wrap level for this particular mix was, but in North Carolina, if you go over a certain wrap level, it might've been 30%. You had to binder dump. You had to drop your grade. And uh, what we did using this AMPT and this Hirsch model 
was to show the DOT that they actually got equal or better effective blending of the wrap by making it cooler than they did by dropping the grade from a 64 to a 58. So we do have success. We do have those test devices in-house for contractors that want to explore that. But in our opinion, I think if you asked 10 different researchers how much binder you're activating off a rack, you're probably going to get 10 different answers. So I think at the end of the day, the contractors need to kind of prove it to themselves with trials and lab work or engaging with us. And let's put a plan together to show that we can effectively blend that asphalt and get compaction out in the field at higher wrap levels and at lower temperatures. Ashley, I heard you mention your company's EPD for the different warm mix technologies. So the company's put a lot of effort into completing that EPD and getting that information into the Emerald Equilabel software. So I was hoping maybe to learn a little bit more about why these tools were important to the company or why that information is really important to helping the industry achieve goals for the road forward. So Ingevity's mission is to purify, protect, and enhance the world through all of our sustainable products. EvaTherm is one of many products that we make that are sustainable, and all of our products have a sustainable basis. And so this is extremely important to our company and has been since its beginning. Mm -hmm. In fact, our other sectors of the business, we have a huge activated carbon product that we make, and we've say 2.9 billion gallons of gas recovered globally from our activated carbon products that go on in your vehicles to kind of prevent those emissions. And that's just one example. We also make fleets of renewable adsorbed natural gas trucks that are kind of hybrid vehicles that we, our products power. And so all of our products that we make have some kind of sustainable means. And so generate an APD for our, our, Evatherm chemistries and our other pavement technology products is, is at the core of our mission for longevity and something we were going to do regardless mm-hmm. of the Emerald Eco Label tool and program. But certainly it's something that we want to be a leader in and help the industry as it moves forward with the Road Forward program. As I mentioned earlier on, our legacy work and our earlier products, our EET and our DAT technologies, could see even more significant temperature reductions. And I I really believe that's somewhere we're going to see this industry go as we keep heading to that road to net zero. And I'm excited to see kind of what we can do to help our customers achieve those goals. Well, Ashley and Dean, we want to thank you for being here with us on the the podcast today and your time and wish y'all the best of luck as you're trying to help people understand what Warmix can offer people and asphalt contractors and DOTs in terms of helping reaching both performance, but also emission-related goals in the future. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So my takeaway from today really is that while we've seen warm mix technologies utilization grow, the thing I took today was the importance of partnerships or for us to really achieve full utilization where this is the norm with asphalt mixture production. We're going to need help from agencies to really prioritize the use of warm mix and get the technologies out there and being the norm for what you see when you have an asphalt mixture come to your job. And while we were talking warm mix today, I I want to think bigger picture and take some of the things that I heard because here we were talking to a company that has had a product around since the 90s when we were looking at fumes and our countries were signing the Kyoto Protocol to talk about reducing emissions. And 
while we've been using this product in America over the last 15, 20 years, they've adapted in terms of how they've seen where their place is within the industry. And at times they were focused on, well, can we help with improving performance? At other times they were talking about health and safety. And right now, as they're looking at the industry's road forward, they're looking at where's their space in helping industry move to net zero. And I think that there are a lot of opportunities that are out there for companies to look at what's my story. And there are some people that look at things like warm mix and they're like, well, in the grand scheme of things, how much are you actually going to save in terms of emissions? And the reality is we don't know. It's going to depend a lot on how much does it emissions you produce in creating the additives or how much temperature reduction you can actually get when you're producing these. But to get to net zero, it's going to take a little bit of a lot of things. And I think what I would do is encourage companies to look at what services do I provide that could be a part of this story? And that could be a part of helping industry paint this picture of where we want to go. And then how can I best serve the the asphalt community? And whether that's through research or quantification of your own emissions or providing data that helps us show the direction that the technology can take us, it's going to take people thinking a little bit differently to help us reach their goals. And that's a good thing. Thanks for listening to Pave It Black. Visit asphaltpavement.org slash podcast to find more episodes, suggest a topic or guest, become a sponsor, or learn more about NAPA. Pave It Black is produced and copyrighted by the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Music by Colleague. As always, thanks to the dedicated workforce connecting diverse communities all across America. Keep on paving it black. The asphalt industry is competitive. Let us help you win. When we introduced EvoTherm, we understood that not all asphalt is created equally. We spent the last 15 years delivering on every claim we make. Our multifunctional, simple-to-use additive helps you lower temperatures and benefit from higher-performing roads that meet specifications, cost less, and last longer. It's never been easier for you to win. To learn more about how EvoTherm can save you time and money, visit www.evotherm.com.